Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. It's you know we're just uh, uh, we're just happy. We're just happy we get to come to you, folks. It's uh, it's been a snowy, weird couple weeks. It's been cold. Uh, it seems like Stephanie. Every time I leave South Carolina in the winter time, it snows. You know, it snowed here twice last year, and both times I was down the road somewhere. I'm not sure what's going on with that man, but uh, I think these people want me to stay here during the winter. That's all I'm thinking. So how are you this morning, Stephanie? Well, good morning, Doug. I'm doing well. Um, I'm just, yeah, it's been already gotten stuff done this morning, which is always a bonus. So. Yeah. 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 So I was the opposite. Usually I'm the guy that's up real early doing things, motivated and came back in from a trip last night out to Kansas city, Missouri. What a wonderful trip. What a wonderful time with my friends down in Harrisonville and uh, at Heartland fellowship, uh, Baptist fellowship down there. Just a wonderful time. Love my brethren down there. Love my brothers and sisters. And, but God was good to me. And, and, uh, so much going on, so much to be happy for, so much to be thankful for. As you're hearing this, pray for us. There's a lot going on with the ministry, a lot of fine-tuning, a lot of work, a lot of writing, things of that nature. And, uh, you know, we always start off with this segment, you might be a knucklehead, and we do that for a few reasons. The first reason is we want folks to know what a knucklehead looks like. The second reason is we don't want you to be a knucklehead. And the third reason is sometimes it's humorous, even though we only ring the bell on that maybe once out of every 10 times. So, <laughs> so you know, we're kind of messed up on that side. I'm going to be upfront with you, but, uh, all right. So you might be a knucklehead. This is the not knuckleheaded moment. You might be a knucklehead if, so I dragged this, I dragged this from flying the last couple days. And I, I just <laughs> want to say this, you might be a knucklehead if you run up the aisle and try to get by people as you're getting out of the plane folks we're all in this together man you know just wait your turn you know don't run by people people think you're a freak you know it's bad enough half the people are scared to death with this whole greek alphabet thing you don't have to come running up the middle of the aisle and freaking people out man i'm telling what's that all about stephanie why do people do that i I know because they're knuckleheads you know the same thing in the grocery store you know be polite to the person um behind you in front of you you know it's like just be a decent human um you know there's it just seems common sense but unfortunately it does not seem to be as much just yeah they do that in the grocery store they do that in walmart and uh, Mm -hmm. and i just want to add to this yeah add add to my warnings about walmart i want to add to this (laughs) right now i was in a walmart the other day and this uh this woman just started spazzing out she was like talking to herself and yelling and stuff. And so I went oh. over. To, yeah. So I walked over to her. She was over kind of next to the apples and stuff. And I said, ma'am, is there anything I can help you with? And uh, she started getting weirder. And the people who work oh. there said, she does it every day. You know, it's going to be all right, man. Do you need some apples? She won't hurt you or anything. And I'm like, whoa, once again, 
danger can be found at your local Walmart market. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> be ready for that. So things we uh, things we don't say or do to people with PTSD. So I was this had the wonderful opportunity to have a workshop out in a church there in Harrisonville, and one of the ladies who was at church, a really sweet lady. Uh, I got to know her, so she was at church on Sunday, and I'm not sure if she was at the training. I don't think she was, but she was at church, and I started talking to her about PTSD, and she she listens to us, and she made a comment Mm -hmm. on things that people shouldn't say or do to people with PTSD. And she said, brother Doug, she said, tell them this. She said, I'm, I recovered. I had a drug problem. You know, I was raped and beat and somewhere out of there. I thought I had the right to become a drug addict. And she said, 25 years ago, I stopped taking drugs. 25 years ago, I stopped having a drink in the middle of that. I've had two children. I've taken care of my kids and my family in the middle of that. I've done all that, but people still come up to me and say, aren't you a drug addict? Mm. You know, folks, I mean, there comes a time, you know, that's a blood-bought Christian right there. That's somebody. That's right. Yeah. I mean, why are people so insensitive? Why are people such knuckleheads? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. There are knuckleheads amongst us, Stephanie. I just yeah. want to point that out, man. They're real. They're out yeah. there, you know, and yeah. uh, they're freaky. They'll freak you out. Well- I'm sorry. That is, that is so full to say something like that is not just insensitive. I mean, whatever happened to showing just basic love and kindness and building somebody up. I mean, that's just like just basic human regard and love for one another. Yes. Just loving one another, just caring about people. Just like, just like, Hey, sorry, man. Sorry. You're going through this. You know, Mm -hmm. where did all that go? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Taking a sip of my chai here, so see something else. Hey, I just want to say <laughs> this world's nasty enough. Yeah. So go drink a chai and be kind to people. There you go. There it is. There it is. I make my own chai now down the hallway here. We got ice everywhere. We're not used to snow and stuff here in South Carolina. All right. So here we are. We're in the book of Proverbs and in seventy, the eleventh chapter or the eleventh proverb is just filled with information about standing upright, doing the right thing, being the right person. Uh, having integrity, you know, we live in a world today that somewhere integrity has bailed, you know, yeah. somewhere mm-hmm. uh, we forget that we're supposed to do right somewhere. We forget, you know, it doesn't matter whether we suffer from PTSD, whether we've been hurt, whether we've been, what we've been through, whether we help folks, we still have the basic Christian principle of doing right to others. We still have the principle to do the right thing, to love people, uh, you know, to care, to prefer the brethren, to look out for one another. And so let's be that person. So here we are. We're in, we're in uh, Proverbs chapter 11 and verse number 26. And it says, he that withholdeth corn to the people shall, cur- uh, people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth. This is some pretty basic stuff here, Stephanie, but isn't this so true? There's, yeah. You know, there's people that hoard this stuff, want to get more money out of it, mess with people. You know, they're slothful in business. The Bible tells us not to be slothful in business, but these are people withholding, holding people out from being able to eat the corn, the grain, to feed the animals, to feed the beef that make the, t- the T-bones. Come on, man. What's that all about? What are you thinking <laughs> here, Stephanie? Just hearing you say, come on, man, just messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know your name, Doug? Um, yeah. <laughs> just checking in on you to make sure. Oh, I, I think there's so much truth to this that um, being a person, 
being a person who's more concerned about others than yourself, being a person who is willing to invest in others, you're going to experience joy and what's the word I'm looking for? A fulfillment in your heart and soul that being selfish will never give you. And I honestly pity people that live in a, in a situation where their life is about themselves Yeah. Because they truly are miserable people. And most of the time they are also the people that can, that are, have two personalities. Um, I'm thinking of one, one person in particular that literally was this smiling, laughing, whatever person in public, but in private was clearly miserable and was nasty to people. Oh. And I remember thinking back, you, you don't even know what true joy is. You don't even know because everything with you is fake. And that's all that they have. When, when a person's self-centered, that's all they have is themselves. I mean, that gets, that gets old really quick. And so making that difference in someone else's life, being willing to give of yourself, you're going to, you know, yes, there's still going to be people that hate you because there's knuckleheads out there. Um, Doug, Doug can give, you know, he's really good at examples um, of that, where there's just people out there that are so self-centered and so concerned. They're so self-absorbed. And they're the, very often, <clears throat> I should say that a narcissist is, a, is this kind of person in reality, whether they, no matter what their mask looks like, but that they're missing out on the blessings. And so be a person that gets to experience the blessings that God showers on the yeah. one who gives, the one who makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's boy. And I'll tell you, it's kind of, to me, you know what? I, I get this feel Stephanie, that it's, this is kind of like controlling the price of grain or controlling the price of corn in this particular case that, you know, hoarding this somehow the other people will sell theirs and take care of the people. And, and in some way, you know, this knucklehead who holds back the corn he, he can control the price at that point. You know, when everybody else goes low, he hoarded the corn. I see this as being the example, maybe a little bit of the example. Um, then, he, you know, they, they can price gouge, you know, when, yeah, at the, at can, the end of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, when I look at that, though, that kind of person is never doing that for anybody's benefit but themselves. Yeah. yeah. And kind of, you know, I mean, we have, we've seen this real life illustrated in the last. Oh, we have. Several years that the contrast between someone who was about giving and making a difference versus someone who's consumed with destruction when the rubber meets the road. Yeah. And so you do you, I think, and, and look at the result. Um, and that's, yeah, I guess this can be seen on so many different levels, but yeah, I get what you're saying. That's yeah. This just lives up to my theory, Stephanie, that, you know, half the people are knuckleheads and, uh, <laughs> And, and, and this is a picture of the half and it's not us. If we're listening to this, we're either not a knucklehead or we're trying not to be one. And I encourage you, I encourage you to go down the second part of that one. And that's what the second part of this verse is really all about. I think is, uh, but blessing shall be upon the head of them that selleth it. You know what? There's, there's a blessing to, uh, taking care of the folks And, and there's nothing wrong. You know, we're not slothful in business, but we still make a, uh, what we should make, so the idea is here, I'm selling this corn at a fair price. 
you know, and, yeah. and it's just, and it's real. And I'm making the money. I'm taking care of the people who work for me and taking right. care of my family and everybody's all right. And I, I think this is an example for all of us in a couple ways. This one verse, I think number one, we stay away from people who price gouge. So if we're hanging around with the crowd, that's idiots for lack of better terms. I know I shouldn't say that when I go to some churches, they said, Oh, they listened to brother Doug use that word idiots, a little Johnny, you know, that kind of stuff. So I shouldn't use that word, but we stay away from those knuckleheads who do price gouge. We look for people who are honest and just and that in all our dealings. Here's the important thing, Stephanie, here's was, here's what we come with in our dealings. You know, we sell the corn at a fair price. That's just, and we move along and, uh, yeah. and we're happy that God gave that to us. Well, and I think the kind of person, uh, a truly, a, a true, true giving heart, a true person, um, Christian businessman, no matter, no matter where they are, no matter whether they're at the top of the scale or whether they're a manager at a store, this, this mindset of we're going to, we're, we're out to be, we're out to be wise in our dealings. We're out to be kind yeah. in our dealings they're, they're going to be known as the honest ones. They're going to be known honestly as the generous ones. You know, as I think about wounded spirits and fundraising, we're not going to the stingy businessmen who are all about themselves. We're going to the ones who have a reputation of being a giver, because I think an honest businessman is a giver. I think they go hand in hand because the end goal is wanting to make a difference for good. Yeah. And and you know, yeah. Update. Uh, There's some people out there that stink. You know, that's what this comes down to. Don't be one of them. But, but look at this first. <laughs> I, just, I just love I, the way you sum things up yeah. into one yeah. sentence like that. <laughs> just update. Yeah. Let me update that for you. But look at verse 27. He that diligently seeketh good uh, procureth favor, but he that seeketh mischief, uh, it shall come unto him. So, you know, what do you seek in life? I mean, yeah. are you out there seeking good? Are you out there you know, diligently trying to do something that word diligently, uh, you know, that, that has a different feel to it. Stephanie, what does that word mean to you? Diligently is that's a word being diligent was something that my parents, uh, massively sought to instill into me. Um, and I'm so grateful, but it's that idea of you put your whole heart into it. You're, you're thinking about it. You're, um, strategizing how, and I don't mean in an evil way. I mean, good way, you know, you're given a job to do, um, and you, you do it to the best of your ability. You do it to glorify the Lord. And, um, you know, not that I've mastered this with my kids, but to give an example, um, my son Hudson cleans our vehicles for us. Yeah. And, um, I'm not saying Hudson's perfect in, in every way, obviously not. None of our kids are, but, um, we were in the process of selling our van And without me telling him, he went out while I was gone running errands and doing appointments and things. And he went out and he cleaned that van so well on the inside. I did not even have to take it in to be detailed. And I could tell he very much poured his heart and his soul into making that van absolutely spotless on the inside. And I think that's what this means where you're doing your utmost best, where when, when your job is checked, when your paper is written, whatever it is you're doing in life, when it's done, your heart is seen in it. Your, you know, your work ethic is seen in it as being spotless. There it is. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, 
You know, I think that word diligent, you know, that, that feel of being earnest, that fan, uh, you know, feel of being earnestly involved, all in, wanting to do a good job, like Hudson, great example, wanting to do the right thing, wanting to make other people happy. You know, that's a picture of godliness, too, when you do that. When you, when you go to that level, that's something you only do when you're godly. And, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's part of this podcast this morning is that the job that we should do should represent that we're godly. Or mm. it should represent who we stand for and what we do. You know, the job that we do uh, should really bring us to a different level among folks. It should, it, it should really be a blessing to other people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it gives us favor. And I don't know about you, but I want favor. I want favor for man. More important, I want favor from the Lord. Truthfully, yeah. my flesh wants favor for man. But, but I'm telling you, uh, you know, my whole being, my prayerful being, my spiritual being, the guy that gets on my knees in the morning, I, I just want to please God. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you're reading the book of Proverbs, it involves pleasing God. You know, and, and and I think that's the idea here is to diligently Mm -hmm. be out there to be doing everything, but he that seeketh mischief, you're going to find it, you know, and and the verse says, he that seeketh mischief, it shall come on to him. So if you're out there seeking bad things, if you go look at, you know, Stephanie, that's the age old thing. You know, if, if you go looking for trouble, you're going to find it. You know, it's these young guys. I tell them, you know, well, I didn't want to date this girl, but she was kind of fun to be around. You know, she. Uh, she only dressed with half her clothes on this guy. He only dressed with half his clothes on, whatever the case may be. It was just fun to be around. I didn't want to go out with him, but you know, I fell in love with him. Well, when you go out and seek trouble, you're going to find it. When you Mm -hmm. hang with the, with the people you shouldn't be hanging with, you're going to find it. When you get in the wrong crowd, you need to get out of that crowd. And uh, I don't know how many times I've said this, but we need to take note of this. Birds of the feather flock together. We want to prefer the brethren, as it says over in Romans chapter 12. We, we want to be part of the godly folks. And, and, you know, there's some people sitting in our churches who are knuckleheads. And once you learn that, you move along. You move mm-hmm. to somebody else. And, I, I mean, it's hard, Stephanie. Isn't it hard to pick friends? It is. I mean, it's hard to find in this day and age. Um it's hard to find people that you can honestly trust. And, and from my personal experience, um, you know, I have very few friends I can count on one hand, literally the number of friends or couples that I really trust. And that's heartbreaking to me to say that, but when the rubber meets the road, I have less than two handfuls of people I really trust. And that's, that's a sickening shame. Now, does that mean there aren't other people I love or talk to? Oh, definitely not. But people that I will share my heart with, Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we've talked about, you know, you, it's very easy um, when you've been through abuse, when you've been burned yeah. by people that you took, you know, that you did trust that appeared to be trustworthy. It's very easy to become cynical and just be like, you know what, I'm just not going to trust anybody. And I have said that to you where I'm done. I'm done trusting people. I'm done putting myself out there to then find out, oh, they're stabbing me in the back while they're, while they're talking nice to my face. And that's sick. Okay. But to understand that God does give us friendship. He does give us people, um, for a reason. And so we can't become islands to ourselves because that's Satan's goal. Because yeah. then self-destruct. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. And, and, and I think there's a real practical side of this and, and just what you're saying, putting this down to, 
you know, where the rubber hits the road in your life, where the rubber hits the road in all of us who are listening's life. And one of the hardest things I think, Stephanie, and you can attest to this, um, is, is, you know, when you've been damaged, when you've been hurt and you turn around and you go back to God and you get in the fix and we're scared, you know, we just don't want to hang out with anybody. We, we don't need those people who, you know, are, are seeking mischief. We don't need that crowd anymore. You know, part of that crowd is the people who hurt us maybe, or part of that crowd is the people who want to hurt us. You know, there's no good in a crowd that's looking for trouble. You know, when, when the Bible's saying, you know, stay away from those folks, there's, there's no good in that area. That's, that's what it means. It's not worthy. And, uh, you want to go to the people who are seeking favor from God. You want to, you want to, because, you know, we need to build upon each other. We need to prefer the brethren. We need to work together. We need to step out. It's, you know, it's time, Stephanie, it's time for us to get our heads and our hearts right and, and, and serve God. I, I remember I had two missionaries who worked for me on deputation years ago. And, uh, uh, and these two guys were out on deputation and I called one of them and, and they were both in their first month of deputation. And I, we decided that, you know, I needed to get these guys in the office. So we raised up some money. I bought a plane ticket for both men. They, they came into the office. This would be about 10, 12 years ago now, but I'll never forget. They sat across my desk and sat across for me. And I, I sat there and I went through what deputation was and they knew it, you know, and one took like copious notes, like two pages of notes and, I remember lunch came and they went down the hall and they made phone calls. And the one who took two pages of notes, he, he made, let's say two or three meetings with churches and the one who didn't, didn't get any meetings. But what amazed me even more is the other guy looked at me, the guy who took the two pages of notes and said, Oh, and by the way, you know, I, I wasn't getting anybody. So I started calling up looking for buildings because I'm getting out to my mission field, brother, Doug, this is going to happen. This information you gave me is, is worthy of getting me to the field. And I just couldn't forget that. I'm like, wow. You know, and I, I think seeking favor is a big deal. I think, yeah. you know, I think uh, uh, staying away from the troublemakers, those people who cause trouble is a big deal. And, yeah. uh, and, and so separating that somehow coming up in our life where we say, you know what, we're just going to do things in a certain way. Uh, and it's going to be godly. It's going to bring favor to God. It's going to, you know, it's going to make my life look like somebody who can help somebody, not because of me. But because of God, maybe somebody will come up to me and say, hey, Doug, you know, I see you've changed. I see that uh, you look for favor in God, that you're looking to do the right thing. Boy, if my testimony can bring someone to the Lord, if my testimony can make my kids a little happier, if my testimony can make my family a little happier, if my testimony can make a change, that's what I need to be doing, Stephanie. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so that's where we are. Yeah. Go ahead. You can wrap us up, Stephanie. Oh, no. I was just to say that's why God left us here. He didn't leave us here for ourselves. Yeah. Um, he left us here. He created us for his glory. And God's glory revolves around, you know, God's entire, <laughs> the reason why Jesus Christ came was to make a difference in each one of our lives. So how dare we not live our lives to make a difference for his glory? There it is right there. Newsflash. Stay away from the knuckleheads. Don't be one. Hey, folks, we love this opportunity <laughs> to be with you. We want you to listen to every word old brother Eric's got to say. He's not old. He's younger than I am. We want you to listen to every word brother Eric at the, with our production team has to tell you. It's so important that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. We sure do love you, folks. We look forward to talking with you again tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.